Hello, my name is Hayley Morris and this is Conversation Time. Welcome back or welcome if this is your first time listening. I hope you're doing really, really well and I hope that lockdown is treating you well. I know it's shit that we're in lockdown, but I hope that you're using this time to kind of just do whatever makes you feel good good and that's that's really the most important thing at the end of the day and it's something that we're all learning a little bit more every day is that we are incredibly important and we kind of need to keep putting ourselves first. So today I am joined on the podcast by my very best friend. Her name is Ella and she is simply incredible. So I met Ella years and years ago. I met her at my dance school and she's one of those people that you know when you meet and you just click with instantly and they there's no discomfort. So I think the easiest way to describe that is we were instantly mean to each other and insulting each other, but in a nice way, you know, in a friendly way. So I'm always, always very grateful for Ella. I feel like we're very similar. I feel like we have had a lot of the same experiences and we both kind of understand things the same way. And so I really wanted to get Ella on the podcast today to talk about, I guess, life's purpose and what we've kind of been led to believe. And if you do want to follow Ella, you can find her on Instagram at EllaJM, or you can also follow her on her illustrations account, which is EllaJM underscore illustrations. And she has also recently started a business with her sister called Sister.Sketch. I do warn you, you are going to want to buy everything you see, but I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And without further ado, let's dive straight in. You watched Disney Pixar Soul, right? I have, I have. Did it like blow your mind? Yeah, it was very thought provoking, made you think. Definitely, they've definitely brought it out at the right time, didn't they? Oh, 100%. The only thing is, I just finished having COVID at this point and I was like, I watched it and right at that end, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I sat there and was like, I'm ready to go and live my life now. I'm going to go out there and just do things that make me happy and just be me. And I was like, oh shit, I can't fucking go anywhere. (laughs) And I also was exhausted, so I needed to take a nap. But it was like a little bit of a tease because I was like, oh, now I feel like I just want to go and travel and do things that make me happy and see people that make me happy and like just be a human. And I was like, oh, I'm just still confined to the four walls of my bedroom. (laughs) But it also allowed, even though you were confined to the four, four walls of your bedroom and that we currently aren't allowed to be as free as we want to be Mm. it also made you think about the things that you want to do like Mm -hmm. for the future didn't it and also the case the things that you how you think and how you concentrate on certain elements of your life yeah even right now we can't do anything but it made me think that in my head there are certain things I concentrate more on Mm -hmm. and that they are not as important as other things yeah does that make sense yeah I think I, I know I know exactly what you mean because it's like we were talking about the other day during school this is what I find really bizarre actually and this is kind of what really opened my eyes when I was watching this is when you're born you're just a baby like you're just you're just you you know you're just a human being and everyone's really excited to meet you and then when you reach like one years old they're like you need to start talking now and you need to start you know doing human being things like talking walking eating food and just you know being an, a human still and then you go to school and it's like oh cool they're learning things this is really cool I wonder what they'll do when they're older okay when they're about five (laughs) yeah and then you you go to to school 
middle, you know, I don't know what other people call it. We we had primary, middle and high. You go to like middle school and they start being like, oh, she's, you know, she's really talented at this. She's really good at this. And then you go to high school or secondary school, you know, when it's sort of like year nine. And they're like, what are you going to do when you leave school? And you're like, I don't know. And they're like, well, you need to know. You need to know exactly what you're going to do for the rest of your life now. And there's so much importance put on what you're going to do with your life. And there's not enough importance put on the fact that, you know, you're still just a human being and you just need to do stuff that makes you happy. And I think for us too, we've both kind of had that really drilled into us from a young age that you have to know what you're going to do and what you're going to do is you. And if you can't find that purpose, you feel very lost. And I think I I know I have struggled with that so, so much over my lifetime. It's like at school, oh, you're good at this. This will be your thing. And you're like, but I don't enjoy this. Yeah. What's my passion? Why is there passion? And there has to, you, like, like on Disney's soul, it's all about like that last thing so you can go to earth. Like what is your, what's your spark? Because that's you. And it's like, no, it's not. Because no, sure. you doing that makes me feel very lost. and makes me feel like I don't know who I am as a person because I don't know what I want to do. And it's the pressure of us being, what, how old were we, 17, 17, 18? Yeah. The pressure of going, how are you going to spend the, le- the rest of your 60 years of your life? Yeah. Like, oh, so in the careers office looking around like, um, uh. I pick that one. Yeah, I mean, I would. I wanted to be a lawyer. Like mm. for years, I wanted to be a lawyer, and then it got to sixth form. I remember my sixth form leader saying, "You do realize you've got to get straight A's or higher." Mm. And I was never going to get that. I was like a ABC student, yeah, sort of middle ground. I worked really hard, but I was never going to be an A star student. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, crap. So maybe I don't want to be that. And then I was sort of thrown back and was like, "Okay, what do I want to be?" And yeah. I remember just, and I was really, really interested in construction. I remember coming home to my mum and saying, "Mum, I'd really like to go to the Isle of Wight College and be a bricklayer." <laughs> And mum was like, um... Where's this come from? Yeah, she's like, why? And I was like, I just feel like anything academic, I'm not good enough for it. And then mum was like, well, no, you're you're really academic. Come on, what what do you want to do? And then she said, if you're interested in construction, look at different avenues in ways you can be involved Mm. in construction. So then I started looking into building surveying, had went and met a building surveyor on the island, had a meeting. And I remember my year leader sitting in his office and said, I've decided I'm going to be a building surveyor. And he went, oh, you're going to have a boring life. I did. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then he said something like, oh, my brother's a building surveyor. And um, it's very boring. And I was like, oh, okay. So I've just made one of the biggest decisions of my life. And now you're telling me it's going to be boring. So I was like, okay, fine. Got into university, doing building surveying. Thankfully, I realised it was quite boring. <laughs> and snoring away. Year, year, yeah, year into it, I had a couple different people come up to me, like lecturers, and just said sort of your technical drawing skills mm. are better than sort of, not, not better, but you're very good at that. Have you thought about changing courses to be an architectural technologist? Mm-hmm. That's why. I am an architectural technologist today (laughs) but at the same time that wasn't my sole purpose that wasn't the only thing I was meant to do no exactly architectural technologist and the one thing that soul taught me or not it's it's probably actually soul hit the nail on the head Mm -hmm. but I've been realizing this over the past year yeah is that all your energy doesn't have to be channeled into one thing no that me for me being an architectural technologist is amazing I love Mm -hmm. my job I earn money from doing something I enjoy yeah but at the same time I used to be in my head I'm going to be an architectural technologist and then I'm going to climb and I'm going to be chartered and I still want to do all those things but that doesn't mean that all every ounce of my energy has to go into that yes like you're not your whole life doesn't revolve around it no not at all and there's so many other things that I can do Mm -hmm. but like we said the other day you're sort of even you're kind of told what do you enjoy that's how you're going to make money that's the worst thing anyone ever said to me ever because obviously when I was at school all I wanted to do well when I wasn't like middle school all I wanted 
wanted to be was like Britney Spears. I was convinced. Yeah. I was like, I want to be Britney Spears. Couldn't sing, but I was like, I'm going to be her. And then when I went to high school, I was like, I, I don't know. I don't really know where it came from, but I really wanted to be a TV presenter or do something in comedy. I think it's all probably come from my dad. Yeah. And I mean, those two things have not left me. Like they're still things I really want to do and things I'm very passionate about. But everyone always told me, oh, you won't be able to do that. Like it's, you're aiming too high. And I was always like, oh, okay. Well, that's shit. Okay. Well, I'm still going to try. And I was very determined. But when I went to uni and everyone was kind of doing all this stuff and we were all going through kind of what we wanted to do and what we wanted to be, I, I was still very driven and I was still kind of like, I can do this. But when I left uni, I lost that like confidence in myself. And I started seeing people doing different things and going down different avenues. And that's when I, I don't know who told me it and I don't know where it came from, but people were like, that thing that you love, you make a career. And so anything I enjoyed, I'd be like, oh, I really enjoy this. How can I make money? Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Why am I like, oh, I love that pillow. I need to make money from that pillow. Like, what the fuck? Where is, why is everything I do something I have to make money out of? Like, I can't remember. There's things like I've picked up and enjoyed. Like right now I'm really loving hoovering. But me like five years ago, I'd been like, how can I make this a career? Be a cleaner, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, yeah, hoovering is a great thing to do. If we were but... probably the people that were like, we love food. How can we, uh, how can we involve eating food in our, yeah. our money making lives? I mean, it's a yeah. very like, I get it. It's a very entrepreneurial thing and it's a very, you know, good yeah. way to look at things. But it also, as soon as you start trying to make a career out of something you love, it, it can become a chore. Like you, yeah. you have to enjoy it. Like even if it does become a career for you, you do have to like simply at the core, enjoy what you're doing and not be like, uh, this has to be the thing that makes me loads of money. Yeah, definitely. And I think what I've learned over the past year is that <laughs> I don't say have 100% of energy and all of that 100% has to go into being an architectural technologist. Yeah. I have 300% of energy and I can still put 100% into being an architectural mm-hmm. textual, technologist. <laughs> <laughs> but there's other avenues that I can put that into. And it's not about making money. It's about doing things that make me happy yeah and that's not saying that my job doesn't make me happy that's just saying that we've been taught that that is your job that is your future you only have one thing stick with it and a bit a bit like the guy in soul Mm -hmm. he loved music that Mm -hmm. was his purpose he was on the on the earth to be a musician Mm -hmm. well no when you watched that movie he was kind he loved pizza Mm. he loved just being outdoors and there's so many other purposes of being on this earth than just earning buck yeah like that that, that's as simple as it is but we are we are sort of brought up to 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 do that and to go what what's your next stepping stone probably even when we were even when we were growing up it's kind of like you're always fitting that next ticking the box Mm -hmm. weren't we like you and I were very much people that ticked the boxes yeah we did everything by the book we finished we finished school and we went to university Mm -hmm. tick yeah we've done that we finished university and we had our gap year yeah like yeah Absolutely. lot <laughs> I don't actually say yeah that was just getting uh, <laughs> like, in with the gap yeah who's this dickhead that says gap yeah but we then did that didn't we mm. and wouldn't change it for the world no the most amazing time but we ticked that box yeah I then came back and it said okay right I've ticked my Career boxes time. now it's my man out it's a big lifetime choice of what I'm gonna do yeah and I mean I'm I'm probably a rare minority of someone that does their job like mm. I trained as an architectural technologist and my job yeah is the same as what my degree was which that kind of rarely happens really doesn't it but yeah we were very much people that ticked those boxes weren't we 
Yeah. And we've, we've done well from it, but at the same time, we were under that societal pressure mm-hmm. to go tick, 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 tick. Yeah. We've done it. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. It's, it's, just... it's not, made, not made us feel any better from it. No. Oh. And I think, I think it's, it's definitely taught us a lot. And I think I, it's massively ingrained into all of us that, you know, money is the most important thing and your career is the most important thing. And I remember when I left uni and I went into my first job, I remember sitting at that desk being like, I just don't understand. Like my whole life I worked for this. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't feel like, you know, in Seoul, when he does that piano recital and then he leaves and he doesn't feel any different. That's how I felt on my first job. I don't feel like that when I do stuff I love. Like, I feel like I felt I sat at that desk and like for the first week, I was so excited. I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is cool. Like there was loads of us that just started at the same time, all fresh out of uni, all doing something that was like really exciting. And I sat there for that week and I was like, this is really cool. And then it's like when you get a new iPhone or something or a new, new pair of jeans, you're excited for a week you're like oh these are cool and then it just wore off so fast and I remember sitting there I was staring at the screen in front of me and I was like why did I work my whole life for this I was like this doesn't feel good I was like I woke up this morning at like 6 a.m I traveled an hour to get here I'm now sat here in front of a desk it's a gorgeous sunny day outside I can't enjoy it I'm doing something for someone else I'm not actually making much money I was like what am I doing I was like this isn't fun this isn't what I want to do and I think there does come a point in your life where you do have that kind of realization that everything you're taught and everything you're led to believe isn't true and I I just remember sitting there being like all I want to do right now is kind of just cut off I was like I just want to go to a remote island and work in a shop that's you know selling surfboards or something wild just run away from it all run away from the pressures and yeah and I was just like there's so much more to life than work and I think a lot of people will look at my career path now and be like Jesus Christ what a mess that is is like what is this go up to like she was working in social media she looked like she was doing quite well and then she pissed off to Australia and then she went to Disney and then she came back and then she was like yeah career time again and then she hated it and she's quit and now she's gone back to Disney what the fuck is this girl doing but it was like you know you you either listen to your heart and do something you really enjoy and that makes you feel really happy like I know people look down at me for working at Disney but my god did I have a great time I would disagree with you there with you saying that people go what the hell has she done yeah actually from an outsider looking at you I've said Mm. she's followed her dreams Mm. she's done what she's wanted to do Mm. and she hasn't been you didn't stick in that stick to that job in London because it was what you were meant to be well you were Mm. meant to be doing that you wanted to be involved in that as soon as you were involved in that industry you realized it wasn't for you yeah so actually as one of your best friends from an outsider I've gone well done mate you've left like you've you've done what you needed to do Mm. so I think from my point of view yeah you even though yeah you probably ran away from the things that you Mm -hmm. thought you were meant to do actually looking at your career and how happy those other things you've done and make have made you then for sure I think definitely Disney and all of that was was amazing for you for sure yeah I mean I wouldn't I'd never regret it and I I'd do it again in a heartbeat really because it is something that kind of fills me with happiness like I think it's hard to know like life's very confusing basically because I think your work takes up so much of your time and I just I don't really know I like I find the whole the whole thing really weird and I just don't know how you break out of that and I don't know how you go on from that because you you always have to work because we all need money but how do you find that balance in life where your career isn't as important as your happiness like I just don't I don't know how we get there and it's so it's a very confusing world to navigate and this I think that's why so many people are lost because they're told to do stuff that earns them money and not to do stuff that brings them 
some happiness and we've just become this society that are like the most important thing is that I'm rich and successful and then happiness will come and it's kind of like that's not really the formula like if you do that formula you just kind of end up miserable and nothing is ever good enough like you reach one level of success and then you're like you don't ever stop and go I made it you go no what's next that's me that like there's nothing nothing there's always another stepping stone Mm. which is which is great because you all you want to climb you want to push yourself but it's kind of like okay right do next yeah and then I shouldn't put that much pressure on myself because actually it's all going okay but I think also the difficult thing is which you've spoken about in previous podcasts of yours Mm. is that it's time for us all to understand very much like soul that we are all on different paths Mm. we're all reading we're all reading a similar book but Mm -hmm. we're all on completely different chapters and even even if you look at our friendship group as as a whole Mm -hmm. every single one of us we're all very similar but every single one of us are on a different chapter and between friends we would never compare that. We would never go, oh, so and so's done that, and so and so's done that. However, we'll scroll through Instagram and go, oh shit, Molly May's twenty four and she's got this. Like, it's irrelevant. It's actually irrelevant to my life. But so guilty of it. But so guilty of it, and you think, oh god, they're only that that old, and they've got everything. And but then this past year I've sat back and gone but I've got everything yeah I've found my everything Mm -hmm. which is completely different to a lot of other people's everything and that no one should ever look at somebody else's life and say you could dream to want that Mm -hmm. you should never feel like oh they've got that I don't have it that's the thing like we all look and compare ourselves to other people and we just we don't look at what we have and we don't appreciate what we have because we're too busy looking at other people like in jealousy and in haste being like why do they have all that and I don't have all that like that isn't fair and it's such a backward way of thinking because also you're only seeing not even an eighth of their life online like you're just seeing whatever they want you to see and that's basically it you don't see the struggles you don't see how hard they work to get there and you don't see like all the fails they had or all the things that they actually want that they don't have like you just see what they show you and that's a a so like such a small insight and yet you pin your whole world on that and I just I don't I don't I don't know I find it so weird and it's 100% this year has taught me so much more and it's kind of like unfollow those people turn off from that and start just like I think it all just starts with such a simple thing like be happy with now be happy with what your right now is because that is a lot more than some people but we don't compare ourselves to people who have less than us ever no never you would never you would never walk past a guy in the street and go "Ooh, i've got a house you just never would no you'd walk past someone with a massive house and go "Ooh, your house is way bigger than mine yeah like you would never go to that end of it no to why the higher end like i don't drive by people at a bus stop and be like i've got a car and you don't ever up yeah do you want to lift like you don't you don't ever look at people at a bus stop and think yeah I'm so lucky I have a car unfortunately we don't we don't stop and go I'm actually so grateful that I don't have to get a bus I'm really grateful that I managed to get my own car like we we just look at people in the Ferraris or in the Lamborghinis or whenever our dream cars are which is none of those the Teslas Tesla's my dream car I don't look at people in Teslas and go oh I'm like I really want that car why don't I have that car how did you get that car and also sort of spiraling a little bit but you don't know you don't know the story no behind it so I had a conversation with someone the other day who we were talking about people going out for essential shopping at the moment Mm -hmm. and they said oh I saw someone in a shop the other day and they didn't have
have what I would class as essential shopping. So I just, so I said to her, I said, okay, I'm going to give you an example. I said, there's a lady behind you in the shop, in the queue. I said, she's got three packets of fish fingers, just three packets of fish fingers. You don't think that's essential shopping that she's come in that shop. I said, but she has an autistic kid at home Mm -hmm. who only eats fish fingers. And it wouldn't, it would be so stressful if she didn't go home with those fish fingers. Yeah. I said, but you have made a judgment straight away. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, that's not a big shop and big enough shop to be coming in, essential shopping. But you don't know the story. I said to to stop making judgment. We've made judgment our whole lives. But Mm -hmm. suddenly now COVID, we're all making judgment on everybody's move. But you don't know the story. Yes, some people are being absolute dickheads. There's no question about it. Oh, 100%, yeah. And as soon as I said that, the person sort of took a step back and thought, oh, never even thought about it like that. And I said, but you wouldn't. I said, but you just have to sometimes think, you know, I'm not going to make judgment on that person who's, in my eyes, not essential shopping. Mm -hmm. And that's just the same as as, as life. That guy that's driving around in the Tesla, he might have worked his absolute socks off. Yeah. In years and years, and he's finally got his dream car. Well done, mate. Yeah. But it's like, we need to just stop comparison as the thief of joy. One of your first podcasts. Absolutely. And nothing's ever good or good enough for us. Nothing. Nothing is ever good enough. Ever. No, not there I is think nothing. Going back to what we said about jobs mm. and things like that is probably very much like you and I say, so, so me, I've got my career. That's mm. my career. And every little side bit thing that I love, instead of just loving it, it's like, how do I make money? How can I make money on that? Yeah. And then I kind of think, well, no, no, no just love it. If money comes, bonus, that's great. But just love it. And that's why I started my illustrations mm-hmm. because I love doing them yeah when I sit there and I've drawn somebody I think god that's wicked love it and I actually feel bad when someone pays me really I actually feel bad why is that a thing people are really like people feel so bad for charging for something they've done which I I find really weird and some of them take me hours yeah but I think it's because I love doing it yeah so if we ever find a job that we absolutely love maybe we won't earn that much money because we just won't charge because we'll be so happy and free (laughs) I'll do it for free don't worry about me <laughs> no, but your illustrations, not only are they amazing, but they bring people joy. And that's something that I just think is so rewarding. Like when you're doing something like that and you give it to someone, obviously at the moment you can't really see their face because of COVID. But like when you did that illustration for my mum's birthday of my family, that bought me and my family so much joy. And that was yeah. such a lovely thing to have. And I think that's the amazing thing about what you do is that business you have brings yeah. so many other people joy and it brings you joy doing it. And it's such a, I don't know, I feel like that's that's what, what life is about. Like you're meant to do stuff that makes other people happy and makes you happy. And that's all it's really you about. Must... So you've also got your sister sketch. Yes. Yes. How's that so, going? Yeah, really good. So my sister and I last year, we've always been very creative. We loved the idea of two sisters. Mm-hmm. We just loved the idea of the branding of two sisters doing something together yeah and we grew up in a house where my mum sort of decorated for every season mm-hmm. obviously you know we used to come around and be like what season yep. is it now <laughs> whether it was valentine's harvest mm-hmm. christmas easter birthdays the whole house like rugs curtains everything yep. would be changed so we sort of had an idea of making cards and decorations and sort of gifts for those seasons mm-hmm. obviously so far we've only got through christmas yeah, but we've got some really exciting ideas for sort of the year ahead, and definitely. Um, so my sister is a mum of two, but we just had I. There's so many cool ideas of things for children's rooms and bits like that, and it's mainly for things that we want to make ourselves. 
but we thought why not why not share it with other people if if it's successful great if not we've got some cute things that we've made ourselves so yeah we loved the idea of the branding of sister sketch Mm -hmm. we both draw we're both very creative so yeah we'll see just gonna see how it goes really it's just really exciting and it's nice my sister's my best friend so Mm -hmm. it's just nice for us to be chatting and creating together I think that's that's the thing that's so nice about it and what I love and what I find really interesting is that it's kind of influenced by your mum and your childhood. Like I think sometimes you don't realise that everything you do is because of your upbringing. And it's like, that is what I knew your house for. Like your family have always been very creative and very, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's very like, what's the word? Like your your house style, like that your family home. What was the style of that? Because it was, it's kind of like nothing matches which I absolutely love yeah yeah like like bit shabby chic a bit very feminine you could tell that it was was just women in the the house but yeah there was it was always sort of every room was Mm -hmm. a new you explored something new and you you couldn't sit there could you You was always looking around oh that's cool that's that's cool but it was amazing I remember sort of my mum would always do it quite early in the morning when she'd change decorations you'd come down and it would be like oh valentine's is here yeah and there would be hearts and red curtains and red red rugs and it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like Santa's Grotto every no, season no, no. gorgeously it, done it was really subtle yeah subtly done but it was, it was beautiful and yeah Hannah and I have, and now Hannah and I have both got our own houses we're sort of trying to do things like that ourselves yeah um, but it was an amazing way to grow up and yeah we've definitely been influenced yeah Uh, it's very much like how I see your dad Mm. in you which I don't think I ever realized until recently no No. no, not Hayley's dad is the guy that would have answered the door to me even though I lived the road parallel yeah and go no not today and close the door but he wouldn't even quickly open it straight away as in it'd be hilarious and then I'd be stood there for about a minute and being like this is hilarious but um I really want we would, I'd be like, Kevin, Kevin, can I come in now? And then we'd just fall about in fits of laughter. And then he'd be like, she's upstairs. Oh, and it, it was just hilarious. And that's, you You. You get your comedic values from mm. him. I so don't think I... Influence we yeah, are. Yeah, I think you don't ever realise it until either someone points out to you or you really dwell on it. Like, I, I, I always thought, like, you know, when you're younger at school, they're always like, oh, what do your mum and dad do? And when I was younger, my dad was just an advertiser and my mum was a fitness instructor, which she still is. Obviously, my dad's in a care home now. He's not, he's got dementia. Growing up, they were kind of like, oh, you know, I think at school you're always told to like kind of do what your parents did because I'm sure they were like oh what do you want to do and I was always like I'll be a fitness instructor because I didn't want to be an advertiser that's actually more along what what I've done than the fitness instructor route but it isn't it wasn't until I got a lot older that I realized my dad actually was a script writer and wrote sitcoms as well like I didn't know that growing up that was something that went way over my head like he wrote a lot of sitcoms he wrote obviously none of them you've seen because they never went anywhere that's amazing to even even be involved in any of that yeah but it was I think that's the cool thing like you suddenly realize you're like oh I'm doing what my dad did but I didn't realize that and like you're doing very simple like your creativity has come from your mum yeah definitely like your house screamed creativity and now looking at the stuff that you and your sister do which by the way, a quick plug, it's amazing. I'll put all your um, <laughs> links in the show notes because they're amazing. I think in this last year as well, small businesses are absolutely thriving because people are looking for stuff that's more intentional. I think we've always kind of shot very impulsively and kind of just 
wanted what everyone else has and then this last year we've kind of had that time to reflect and look at not only our lives but our things and be like why do I have this something I saw online told me I should get it and so I bought it but now it's kind of like thinking like what do I actually need and what will bring happiness to people as a gift or to treat myself with and you look at stuff like what you're doing and you're like oh that's actually so much love has gone into that and so much time and care and that will bring someone else happiness or that will every time I look at that in my house I'll know that that was a very intentional thing I bought rather than just being like I just went on Amazon yeah and I think also we used to say we used to have every member of your family come up to you and go what do you want for Christmas then Mm -hmm. you'd have to quickly rack your brain thinking like they'd probably spend 20 quid on me yeah Um, I want and then you'd say something yeah whereas now I'm really hoping that people are start and they are because it's clear through sort of people um, Mm -hmm. audio illustrations people are going down the more thoughtful route of saying yeah. if I want to buy that person a present I'm going to really think about it mm-hmm. and not say oh she said she liked that cooking book on the telly the other day so I'll just get that yeah whereas when someone asks you what you want you just rack your brain and you think mm. oh I don't, I don't know but I know you want to get me something but actually yeah. is that a thoughtful present no that's not at all no I don't know if that really that completely trailed off of what you said but I don't know. That, this past sort of few months people have realized actually we don't need to spend hundreds of pounds on people no we get one really thoughtful gift and that just means so much it really so, does and it's funny how we've always just bought the most expensive thing or just something because of the price yeah. and you don't really think about how that makes the person feel like I'm not no. saying it makes you feel bad but it's a very it's not a very long lasting feeling and in years to come if you found you know a lot of this stuff just gets put at the back of your cupboard if you find that when you're clearing out your cupboard you'll just kind of look at it and you won't really remember who gave it to you and it would just be like oh there's another thing but like what I gave my mum that you made the illustration of my family portrait in years to come that's on display right now say my mum like has forgotten it's there or something she'll pick it up one day and she'll be like oh really lovely yeah. you know it's it's a very intentional gift and it's something that will kind of always remind you who got it for them or the story behind it you remember the personal things that someone's actually thought of so that's sort of why we went down obviously LJ illustrations stemmed from me originally drawing my granddad in an illustration for his yeah. 80th birthday and it's just expanded from there but sister sketch we wanted to just be personal be us and if it works it works and if it doesn't we're being us still we're not we've, we've not changing anything to do sister sketch we're just being us and creating things we enjoy I think that's the secret though I think if you can find something that you love doing that brings you joy it will most likely bring other people joy that is all it's really about you're not thinking oh we want to be like the next not on the high street and be absolute billionaires it's kind of just this is something that I'm really passionate about I get to work with my sister I get to do something I enjoy she gets to do something she enjoys we get to collaborate and work together on this if people buy it that's really great if not we've just made some really lovely things that we can use you know and it's not like you've you've got your illustrations and you've got Sister Sketch and you've gone, and now I quit my career, quote unquote. Well, that's when I, st- when, so when I was doing LA illustrations, that's going back to linking to the soul, the movie Soul. Yeah. I was really enjoying doing it and I was loving every second and I was like, this is great, this is great. And I stepped back and thought, do I not like my career? Is this what I was meant to be doing? Mm. And it was like, no, 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 else You can do both. And obviously, I was never going to be making the money that I make in my career. Mm-hmm. But 
it confused my brain because I thought, oh no, I really, really love doing easy illustrations. Is this my purpose? Is this what I was meant to do? Actually, I'm channeling energy into lots of little Mm -hmm. things that make me more happy. That's the problem. It's There's such that idea ingrained in us that you can only have one thing that when you start doing something you enjoy, you think, you you second guess yourself. You can't believe that we have the capacity to do more than one thing. And it's something I struggled with on YouTube when people started saying to me, you need a niche. You can't succeed unless you have a niche. And I was like, I just, I kind of just enjoy doing this and whatever I put out. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've fallen in and out of love with it all the time. And I think that's because there's pressure put on me or I put pressure on myself. When people say to me, you must have a niche, I get very, my mind just kind of, crumbles like I get that tension headache and I get really stressed and I'm like what is my thing and and then because I don't know what my thing is or my niche is I feel extremely lost in myself and I sit there and I just think I don't know who I am I have no idea what I enjoy I have no idea what my purpose is I have no idea or who Hayley Morris is and it makes me just feel horrendous and I know a hundred other people feel the same way not a hundred I know I know millions of people feel the same way they they feel like because they don't know what their purpose is which I think is an illusion I don't think you know we have a purpose I think our purpose is to live I think because you think your purpose is something external you feel like you're inadequate you're not worthy and you're not you're not anyone like you just don't feel that's like number 22 in soul she when you're out looking for it okay right I like cooking but I don't love it it's not my passion yeah. And you're out and you're ticking now and no, no, I don't know that, don't know that. And that's what she was doing. That's what people are doing, that they're trying to find their niche. Mm. Their niche isn't one thing. Some people could have 10 niches. Some people could have, could have a thousand niches. Yeah. And it's kind of that, the film. So um, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is really cute. Yeah. And actually the days after, it was when I started thinking, Jesus, some people are like number 22 which I mean some people think oh god music is my passion that's what I have to do and the more I thought it even even that little um the little leaf thing I can't remember what it's called yeah no I, I can't either the thing that, like, it looks like a helicopter sort of helicopter, yeah. yeah even that like I found I went outside sounds very sad and I? I went outside and you saw like leaves blowing and you think wow yeah that's but it just it literally just for the for the next few days after I'd watched it it was really thought-provoking at yeah. the time I thought this is a really cute movie mm-hmm. but it had did make me really think and I think definitely you you and I straight when you messaged me and said oh else have you watched soul mm. sort of I think this is a really good thing for us to talk about and I was like oh my goodness this is hilarious that this past you were just thinking months, it yeah been thinking about it so definitely I mean I I hope it I hope it helps other people to, to show them that they it's don't. not all about you know about. finding that one thing I think it's so weird that like you saying that you went outside and you were suddenly like oh my god this is amazing because we've put so much thought and and focus and energy on finding our thing we've forgotten to just be like how fucking insane is it that I'm alive when when you look at the science of being a human being and like being born it's pretty fucking wild like the chances of you being you and being born is ridiculous I think at the moment there's lots of babies around. When I see a baby, I'm sure the mums of the babies are sick of me flipping saying it, but I look at the baby and I go, I physically don't understand how we were that, how we created that, how our mums created that. Like, it is incredible how a nose, some ears, how this is even created. Mm. And now you and I, we were both created and now we're doing this. And when I think about it too much, it kind of gets a bit too much. (laughs) It's a little bit wild. You're like, oh my God, what am I? What am I? Existential crisis. Yeah. 
be thankful just be thankful being here yeah we went for a walk yesterday to Compton Bay and I think Chris was just like fuck me what is wrong with you but I kept I kept stopping and I was taking pictures on my phone because I was like I need to remember this like I was looking at the sea and it looked the colors were amazing it was like very lilac-y gray in the sea and then the sky was a gorgeous orangey pinky like the colors were just amazing and my eyes were picking it up so like, it sounds so stupid to say my eyes were picking it up so well because obviously they were I was looking at it and I was like I'm so fucking lucky to be able to see this with my eyes and to be able to take pictures on this phone that just takes pictures and just be here and I was just like wow wow this is so cool but normally I just thinking in my head what am I gonna do what does who am I what do I if I do this does that happen so so in thought not ever experiencing that moment and I've always done it and recently I've just been like how about I just stop thinking which is very hard to do and just look at what what's here right now and just enjoy it for what it is and not always be thinking of the next thing or always think what's coming or thinking about terrible things that have happened in the past that are embarrassing or thinking yeah Yeah. I I rarely ever stop because I in in life yeah I'm a fucking whirlwind because Mm. when I do sit down I then start trailing off yeah so it's it's really difficult for me to then sit down like whether I've say I finish work at 5 30 and I think like quickly get an illustration done right actually I need to clean the bathroom quick Mm. like right let's get some dinner on and I'm like and then till I sit down I think oh god I've been putting off sitting down all evening because I'm worried about it but now I'm actually need to just relax and be grateful and I've always been scared of stopping Mm -hmm. but over sort of the one silver lining of covid that I'm learning to slow down and actually it's, it's okay yeah it's okay to slow down and just be with just you because it's instead a, of overthinking crap mm. just to, just to talk to yourself be grateful just be positive whereas I'm very... worried about being like that it's very weird that we've developed this habit of being busy and distracted and I said it in a recent podcast and I've I've spoken about it online that we are a very distracted society we can't sit and just be and it's it I honestly I think that our brain our mind our being is scared to just be because I I don't know why I don't really know what it is but we're so scared like sometimes in the morning when I'm putting my makeup on I'll put on a YouTube video I'll put on a podcast or I'll put on an episode of New Girl or something to watch and I can't just do it silently and focus on just the action of putting my makeup on and it's anything I do I'll sit there doing my hair or I'll be writing something on my laptop or writing some notes or doing like a gratitude journal or something and I have music on I can't just sit in silence I can't do anything in silence and I don't understand I obviously when I was running I can't run now because I just don't feel like I can after COVID but I was running without any audio any headphones in and I was just it was such a lovely experience and like when I go for walks I do not take anything with me because I don't want the distraction I want to just be but for so long I've always been like right music in podcast on drown it all out yes so weird I mean I was I was never very good at just being I never knew I liked my own company I just thought it was always kind of like okay right Scott's at work Hayley what you up to like you free tonight mum what you doing Mm. because I never knew that just being by myself was okay it was like last summer big epiphany turning point (laughs) was um I I was really hungry it was finished work and I thought you know what I want to change the scenery because working from home I'm going to order a uh, Chibo takeaway little deal mm. and I went and sat down on East Cow's Beach seafront sea by myself with a three-course meal so it was starter made and dessert for 9.99 deal um, and I sat by myself and I didn't have any music on and I just sat there and I sat with the waves and myself and I thought you're all right Ella like you're okay like you're actually quite cool to hang out with which I never knew I was and that was my turning point of don't always have to be with somebody or doing something 
I think because we've always lived such busy lifestyles mm. that we needed needed to always have something or mm-hmm. for me it was because I commute for my job it was oh crap this is my week I've got to fit loads of people in that gets to the weekend and it goes oh god you haven't seen grandma this weekend right let's see grandma let's see Hayley because we haven't seen oh crap I haven't seen her in 10 days yeah quickly jam everyone in well actually just slow back slow down what's important what you mm-hmm. need to do and then take some time for yourself because I was forever <laughs> making everybody else happy but not yourself but not me and that turning point was when I went down and sat on the, I've got pictures I remember putting like selfies up and like I'm just on the bed for my girl just me and me yeah and it, it was like do you know what it's okay it's okay to mm-hmm. slow down it's okay to be by yourself and I know you've discussed it a lot through because it is a very uh, pressing point at the moment but there for me there's been lots of silver linings throughout this worldwide pandemic that I have slowed down I have pinpointed on what's important to me and what's not I think we all needed it I think we all needed this time of like solitude and reflection this is what life is yeah it's not, it's not what I thought it was it's not no. what I've been led to believe my whole life like everything everything crumbled this year last yeah. year anyway, everything that was built on this foundation you realized was just like a foundation it was like an uh, illusion or lies or just something that wasn't true you just suddenly realized like at the core of it all you're important and happiness is important everything else well I remember you you bringing reference to me in your podcast with Immy but you say I used to commute I used to leave the house at seven and get home at 7 30 when I did it that was my life it was normal Mm. I was tired but that was just normal whereas I think it's taught so many people is that required Mm. of course I will do it for my job but looking back, was I happy? No, I don't think I was because I was exhausted. I ate at really random times. I was crabby with Scott because I was tired. Yeah. And now I look back and go, oh, blimey. That's not that wasn't, great, that wasn't the greatest way to live, was it? No. So now it's about making compromise. Like I would never, I would never do anything to jeopardize my job. But at the same time, it's about making those those compromises. And I really hope that so many people have found that or, or found or finding that same balance. It's, and it's going back to pressure as well, isn't it? Mm. It's that that pressure there's there's societal pressures mm. there's pressure we put on ourselves. there's lots of pressure I don't know if you get it at the moment but I think I know, I'm pretty sure you do when are you having a baby when are you getting married when are you when are you ticking those boxes off I don't know Barbara I'm not entirely sure like just it's and it's, it's it's again I mean you've ticked the career job well done Ella now your 11 year relationship where's that going I hate that so much it's so much Mm. pressure it's I just like a lot of people say it and it it kind of I I don't know I turned around to Chris last night and I said to him do you want to marry me Mm. he was like yeah obviously and then I just thought like why is that such a thing do you know what I mean like why is it why is that such a thing like why do you have to get married obviously I do want to get married but no rush for anything some people rush it and it's amazing yeah the most wonderful thing amazing some people don't yeah but it, and I know and I like and it makes me laugh because so many people our age post things on Instagram like little memes and say oh when you're getting married when you're doing this when yeah. you're buying a house, and you kind of think oh my god we're all so different just just leave it out I remember someone saying to me I think Scott and I must have been together about six years and someone said to me if I had been with someone for six years and they hadn't proposed I'd get rid of them so I I, I just kind of palmed it off and I've always remembered that comment gets in your head because because I remember that comment and I've always thought you've obviously never been as happy as I am as 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 mad as it like sounds it's kind of like well you'll see it's irrelevant whether I've got a ring on my finger or not no it isn't it doesn't matter it doesn't make it would a slight be, bit of difference it would be wonderful yeah there's no like you'd be very happy if it happened and I, the, the thing as I really struggle is the pressure it's put on a man yeah oh my god like I actually feel sorry for Scott that one day he's gonna have to do that 
and that he that pressure is put on him and I would never want him to do it because society is telling him to do it yeah he, he, I want thing. him to do it yeah. because he wants to marry me it's difficult isn't it because they're kind of always told like oh you have to do it you need to do it and it must be so yeah. nerve-wracking and such a like battle in their head to be like I'm not I'm not sure I'm ready but everyone's telling me I should be ready so I'm going to do it anyway and it's like I just want you to be ready yeah I mean probably as a man if I brought Scott in right now and said do you feel pressure and he'd be like no <laughs> not at all. but he probably wouldn't but we're overthinking so we'd think about it yeah. but it is it is always you're asked when those milestones are going to be are going to be here and, and you've got you've got a question this like do you want to get married because like do you want to get engaged right now because you want to get engaged right now or because you want other people to give you validation on your relationship yeah yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know but yeah I, I mean my my relationship very it's very much like yours it's not all yeah. over Instagram or anything like that it's yeah. quite it's quite private so it's so weird isn't it so weird very very strange it's just the world we'll carry on we'll carry on ticking those boxes whenever we will just got to do whatever makes you happy that's all life really is about you just got to do stuff that makes you feel good exactly Um, if you've done that right you're fine like don't don't worry about anything else because you've you've done what feels good for you Thank you so much, Ella, for joining today's episode. I honestly think that some of those things we spoke about today are so important to remember. I think so many of us are living in this state of comparison and we're we're trapped in this world that is kind of idolizing money over happiness and I think very slowly we're peeling back those layers and starting to realize what is important about life and kind of the fact that we don't have to do stuff that we're always led to believe we do have to do just stop constantly comparing or expecting something just be happy with what you have now just live life on your terms do what feels good for you do what makes you happy so I hope you enjoyed today's podcast I hope that you took some nuggets of wisdom from it and as I said before I will leave all of Ella's links below in the show notes and I will speak to you all next week for another episode